Good morning and welcome to episode 405 of the show. I'd like to apologize before we begin because today is another daddy daycare episode. Not because the kids are home with me, but we're in the middle of school runs, waiting for mom to get ready so that we can leave the house. And I figured let me just hop on and make a quick recording. So if you hear any noise in the background, that's because the little one is with me while we're waiting for mom to uh, get dressed. So let's see how quick we can blaze through this. Today, I would like us to look at the question, if it's okay to use the how much do you want to pay tactic. That is when the seller, the vendor, the professional, the service professional, the artist, you know, whoever you are, that's where the wedding planner, the wedding photographer, the cake artist, the architect looks the client straight in the eye and asks, how much do you want to pay? What do you think it's worth? You know, all those kinds of questions. Now, whether it's okay to use that question or not, as a pricing ploy or as a negotiation ploy, it depends on your motive. And, um, of course, your motive is tied to why these sorts of things even come up in the first place. Now, one of those reasons why people resort to that kind of um, tactic, you know, asking the buyer, how much do you want to pay, is um, because usually you are at an impasse on pricing um, at the negotiation stage. So, most likely, the buyer asked you, the potential customer asked you to give a price and you did and the buyer said oh that was too expensive and you guys have done some haggling back and forth and then uh when this happens sometimes the seller or the uh yeah the seller okay no i shouldn't use buyer and seller we haven't been using those terms on the podcast so um you the professional decides to make a bid for the buyer's innate sense of kindness and fairness so when you say things like, um, how much do you want to pay, uh, what do you think is worth, uh, things like that, you are hoping that because you've uh, tossed the ball over to the customer, that the customer is going to do what is fair and uh, the customer is going to try and do what is kind and give a fair price and uh, you can go from there. So that's how we get to this situation where you, the professional, the wedding photographer or the wedding planner, looks the customer straight in the eye and says, how much are you willing to pay for it? Or they say, how much do you want to pay? Uh, Or they say, pay what you think it's worth or any other kind of uh, those statements. So now that we understand um, where this thing comes from, uh, of course, that being that you're in a difficult situation, um, back to the question, is it okay to use that um, trick. Now, uh, for those of you who've been listening to the podcast for a while, you wouldn't be surprised the approach that I'm going to take, and that's to uh, review and get back to the source. Now, usually when we get to an impasse on price, it happens because we failed to see if we're dealing with a qualified customer in the first place. For those of you who are new to the show, qualification is the process of talking to a customer to find out a few key things. It's a conversation, it's back and forth, it's not an interview. So you're just having a simple conversation to try and figure out if this person has a need. So let's go with the wedding planning example. Does this person have a need for wedding planning? The bride might say, yeah, she needs a wedding planner. But then again, her mom has five sisters, so they've got that covered. In that sense, do they really think they have a need? I'll leave that up to you to uh, judge based in um, in the scenario. Uh, in the context that you you guys are in. But I'm guessing they haven't ticked that need um, box yet. And then, of course, are they ready to take action? If they're discussing with you to be the wedding planner, but the guy just proposed and uh, maybe they're getting married in two years or maybe in three years, the family hasn't met. Uh, Let's see, what else? 
you know, stuff like that. I really don't think they're getting ready to take action anytime soon. But if the bride, um, the bride that you're talking to, he has a mom, has five sisters, but then again, they have a specific date, it's in six weeks' time, and they've already sorted out the wedding venue, you can see that these people are getting ready to take action, uh, um, are getting ready to take action soon, because they've done some other things prior that show that they are um, ready to um, move ahead. So if, as a family, they do decide that, you know what, let's have a wedding planner, uh, I don't want to stress my aunties, then um, uh, this is the kind of couple or family that uh, might be um, good to go. Then, of course, the final one is whether they can afford the product or the service. So when, you are, when you're qualifying the client, when you're running through the qualifications process or qualifications framework, these are the sorts of things that you're trying to tease out in conversation. If this is your first time of listening to the podcast, all you have to do once you're done listening to this episode is to look for other episodes that have qualifications in the title. You'll have to scroll down a bit because we're over 400 episodes now, and you will find much more details about specific qualification frameworks that you can use. And when I say qualification framework, it's more or less a conversation outline for how you can start the conversation from um, good morning, hello, uh, what's up, how may I help you? all the way to thank you very much for your business. So qualification is key. If you're having to use any of these kinds of tactics, it means that you didn't qualify properly in the first place. Now remember, if you miss any of the criteria that we've gone through above, whether there's a need or whether there's an interest, if they're ready to take action and if they can afford, if we miss out on any of these, then we are not talking to a qualified customer. So if they have all the money in the world and they think that a wedding planner is necessary but they are not ready to take action anytime soon because uh, the families haven't agreed on a date, they haven't got a venue and all those other things and they're still thinking it might be four years or might be five years or might be three years, no matter how long it is, in that case you do not have a qualified customer. They have ticked two. There's an interest and they think that a wedding planner is essential and um, they're from a wealthy family so they have all the money but they've only ticked two, not three. And so in that case, um, how you're going to handle them, there are separate conversation frameworks or separate ploys or plays that you can use to keep those people in the loop. But for now, you do not have a qualified customer. So the best way to avoid using the how much do you want to pay blunder is to make sure that you've been asking money questions from the beginning. So questions like, have you used XYZ before? Have you used the wedding planner before? In, has anyone else in your family um, gotten married? Have you guys used the wedding planner before? Uh, you know, questions like that. They will give you a sense of um, how often the person has been in the market for your product or your service. So have you used XYZ before? Have you used a wedding planner before? Has you, have you guys in the family used a wedding photographer before? Um, yeah, so it'll give you a sense of whether they've been in the market before. The reason why this is important and how it ties into money expectations is that a regular user is going to have a good sense of what the going rate is and they're not going to try and pull a fast one on you by quoting a low price. So, have you guys used a wedding planner before um, in your family wedding? So, oh yeah, when my sister Nikkei got married two years ago, we used a wedding planner. Oh, who did you guys use? We used so, 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 and so. And then in your mind, you know that, okay, so, 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 and so. The person that they refer to is a high-end wedding planner who charges between this and that. So, you know, you already know. So, that gives you a sense that these people have much more realistic expectations coming into it because... 
of the kind of person that they have used in the past. So money questions don't always have to be you coming out to say how much money do you have or what have you budgeted. So questions like this, have you used XYZ before? That's an example of questions that you can use to get at money expectations. Okay, it looks like I'm running out of time because the baby is getting um, agitated. So where was I? Um, okay, yeah, so have you used XYZ? So that helps you to get a sense of whether they're a regular users. Uh, sorry, regular user. So another example is, you know, if you sell mobile phones and the potential customer last bought the iPhone XYZ six months ago, and the chances are, if they come asking for the latest iPhone XYZ Plus, that they're not going to be shocked when you give them the price. So, um, of course, if you ask those uh, kinds of questions around, you know, when last they bought, um, uh, sorry, when last they used a product or a service or around what their interests are, then you know that, okay, uh, this babe or this guy bought an iPhone, whatever model, six months ago, so they're not going to be scared when you bring up this price. So you know that person is not going to use you and start pricing ground nuts and start haggling um, up and down. So if you've done these kinds of qualification questions, you're not going to have to ask how much do you think it's worth or pay me what you want to pay me or any of those things because you've already established that you're dealing with someone who is experienced in the market. So sometimes you can cut through all the BS from the beginning um, by giving a range and then get some feedback on where they sit or get some feedback on how the prices meet their expectations. That's also another way of avoiding so you can say something like, my happiest customers have paid something between uh, 300k and 600k for the silver package. How does that sit with you? Or, they've paid between this and this. Is that the price range that you have in mind? And the benefit of asking that kind of question is that you're going to discover very quickly if there's no meeting ground on price instead of haggling. Instead of uh, haggling for 30 minutes and then you guys are at an impasse and then you now feel like you're being um, devalued. So the summary is that you have to find a way of bringing up money expectations early because until someone wants and needs and can afford to pay, you shouldn't be getting emotionally invested in the situation, except if you run a charity. So um, asking the question, how much do you want to pay is a blunder because it goes, can either happen, go work in two scenarios. They might give you a price well above market value and then eventually they're going to feel cheated uh, when they go back home and they talk to other people and they find out that, oh, wedding photographers go between 250 and 400K, but then what they offered was 600. And they're going to feel um, bad, buyer's remorse, and they're going to think you're a fraud. And then the second thing is that they might give a figure that is well below market value, and then you get desperate, and then they use that to uh, put a squeeze on you and get a cheap price, and then you feel um, devalued. So it's uh, a blunder because there's no scenario where it works out good for either of you. So it's best to get the money conversations out in the open before you start giving or asking for a particular price. And that's the reason why the fundamentals are very important in the sales and the marketing process. So always remember to qualify, especially on price, so you don't have to reduce yourself to asking questions like, uh, how much do you want to pay? How much do you think is worth? Uh, pay me what you think is worth. Um, you know, stuff like that. So thanks for listening to the episode. And uh, yeah, I'll catch you guys at the next recording.